0: On demand. Hear news from Israel whenever you want. Khan Tel Aviv 2019. Khan's Eurovision Magazine. Khan Tel Aviv 2019. I'm Joel Carmel, and this is your daily Eurovision Magazine edition we're here every weekday from sunday to thursday with all the latest updates gossip and interviews in the run-up to this year's eurovision song contest which will take place right here in tel aviv in just 26 days so without further ado let's get started in just a minute we'll talk about iceland's representatives this year's contest we'll discuss why roger waters has been speaking out and we'll be speaking to an academic who analyzes the Eurovision. But first, let's take a look at the news. The four presenters of this year's contest, Erez Tal, Barrefaeli, Asi Azar and Lucy Ayub, began rehearsals yesterday at this year's venue, the Tel Aviv Expo Center, in preparation for their role in the contest. The four of them were photographed wearing hard hats which was required of them as the Expo Center is still officially a construction site at the moment. That's right, while the stage and lighting are being prepared, everyone, even Barif Faeli, is required to enter the site wearing hard hats. The construction is due to be completed next week. Cannes Aviv 2019. Khan's Eurovision Magazine. The second wave of ticket sales for this year's contest began on Tuesday and at this point all tickets to the final are already sold out. But for those of you here in Israel who haven't yet got your hands on some of those coveted tickets, don't forget, the song contest is comprised of no less than 9 shows, 2 semi-finals and a final, and before each of those there are 2 dress rehearsals. So if you didn't manage to get a ticket to the final, don't worry, there are still some tickets left to the other shows. But don't waste time, they're being snapped up first. And here's a reminder that the Tel Aviv municipality will also be setting up large screens at the Charles Claw Garden for the general public to enjoy the show together, free of charge. Roger Waters, the Pink Floyd frontman, has spoken out against Madonna's planned participation in the Eurovision next month, as he criticised Israel's human rights record when it comes to its treatment of the Palestinians. For many Israelis, this doesn't come as a surprise. Waters has called for cultural boycotts of Israel on several occasions in the last few years. Responding to previous calls to boycott this year's Eurovision, last year's winner Netta Barzilai acknowledged the concerns some people may have and their legitimate right to protest, but concluded that boycotting isn't the answer and Eurovision isn't the place for politics. We don't need no education. We don't need no thought control. Having said that, it appears that this year's representatives for Iceland, a band called Hatari, have taken up the mantle of protesting Israel's treatment of the Palestinians to the extent that they've challenged Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to a wrestling match. They've said they'll be using their stage time to speak out against Israel's security policy. Let's have a listen to Hatari's 2019 entry. I'm not even going to try to attempt to pronounce the Icelandic title of their song, but it translates to hatred will triumph. So as we've seen, it turns out that Eurovision perhaps isn't quite as trivial and innocent as one may think. And because it is such a serious subject, we interviewed a Eurovision expert, meaning a real academic who analyzes the Eurovision Song Contest year by year and publishes his research. This is Professor Gadia Il from the sociology and anthropology department at Hebrew University, talking to the host of the Hebrew version of this program, Maya El Colombre. <laughs> Professor Yair says that for such a small country, having no fewer than four Eurovision wins to its name makes Israel something of a Eurovision superpower. So despite all the politics and the discussion of Israel's wavering reputation on the world stage, we still manage to score highly, particularly when it comes to votes received from the traditional Western European powers such as the UK, Holland, Belgium and Germany. We asked Professor Yair how the Eurovision Song Contest came about. Why was it set up in the first place and so on. He told us that the idea was similar to that of the Olympic Games, to translate potential aggression between countries into healthy competition through sport and music, which was particularly relevant after the total destruction brought about in the Second World War. So in 1959, seven countries got together and produced this competition for the first time, and we've been enjoying it once a year, ever since. (laughs) Professor Yair also added, before he finished, that he runs an academic course at the Hebrew University all about the Eurovision and the international relations theory that comes into play at this contest. It's a very popular course, he says, and last year it was particularly exciting to see Israel announced as the winner. This year's Eurovision will have a fantastic lineup with stars like Madonna, Idan Reichel and last year's winner Netta, set to thrill us with their talents on stage. Last time Israel hosted the event in 1999, the star of the show was, of course, the one and only Dana International, who had brought the contest to Israel the previous year with her winner, Diva. For the interval act in the 1999 contest, held in Jerusalem, she sang a cover of Stevie Wonder's song, Free, which is the song we'll leave you with today. That's today's edition of the Eurovision magazine. Join us again on Sunday for more updates, interviews, and songs. This program was originally broadcast in Hebrew on Khan 88 FM, which was presented by Mayal Colombre. The technician with me today is Yosef Mirzayov. I'm Joel Carmel. You can hear more English news from Israel every night from 8 to 9 pm on the Radio Reka station or give us a like on Facebook. Our page is called Khan English. Thanks for listening. Good night and have a wonderful weekend. Tel Aviv 2019, Cannes Eurovision Magazine.